0: And let's do it! Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast we have More Garden, and they have a new album called Cry of the Lost, which released on June 18th via Inner Wound Recordings. Right now, I'm being joined by Pierre to share some more information about this release and what the band has got coming up. So, Pierre, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Absolutely, great to have you on now. As I understand it, or actually maybe you should just just tell me cuz I got the information about Moorgarten across my desk and immediately I see what looks like battle. Yeah. Like like uh is this is this like a viking thing? What is what is what kind of battle are we talking about here? What what's the time frame? What is happening in Moorgarden?
1: Well, uh Morgarten is, uh, in fact, the the name of a battle uh, which took place in Switzerland in uh, the 14th century. But um, we are not really um, uh, a historical uh, band, I would say. We are inspired by medieval music uh, and universe, also Celtic music. But uh we don't really stick to, uh, I would say, Viking or medieval. We do like kind of mix with uh, all yeah. that.
0: Okay, what? I guess what was inspiring about this battle that took place in the 14th century? So that'd be what 1300s? So 700 years ago?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, in
1: fact, what is really interesting uh, in this battle is that, the of course, the Swiss won this battle, so that's why we, we kept uh, this this battle as a name. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the, in fact, the Swiss people were uh, almost farmers at that time, and they defeated the um, Austrian army, and they were uh, known as being... Um, Almost the, the best professional army in Europe at that time. So the fact that uh, farmers uh, could uh, keep their liberty uh, by defeating the, the best army in Europe was uh, something we liked, and we could say, okay, uh, there are many uh, fights or battles around us today also, but you are not. Uh,
0: everybody can, can uh, take part of uh, of this fight. So that was uh, interesting for us. Uh-huh. Why do you think that was? Was it a land advantage uh, because the farmers knew the land better than the the army? Yeah.
1: Or, yeah? Okay. In fact, they they um, the army had to to to, um, to pass between a, a lake and a, and a mountain. So all the army had to to, um, to be in a, a small line, and uh, the Swiss people were in the mountain, and they threw stones and trees on the army, and uh, they fell on the, in the lake, so that was how they, they did it. Otherwise, I, I think we didn't. We would not win this battle.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Something, yeah, yeah. So, something else I'm seeing here, <clears throat> unless I'm wrong, is that Jens Bogren was involved in the production of this.
1: Yes, exactly. He did uh, all the, the mastering of uh, this album. The, the mixing, sorry
0: okay I guess simple question pourquoi dis-moi simply because he does it really well (laughs) (laughs) a lot of Uh, people do it really well
1: (laughs) yeah that's right Um, so we spent really a lot of hours on on working on on this uh, record and we listened to to bands uh, which uh, sound a little bit like us and we really liked uh, the the album which were done uh, at Fascination Street Studio, so we thought, okay, let's try to to go there and uh, to as we spend so many times on, on this album, let's do it uh, the maximum. So we contacted him, and yeah, that's it.
0: So and
1: that's and we it. are really really happy with uh, the result.
0: What was that? process like did you actually go to Sweden or did you just send him like a Dropbox link or something
1: um, we we did uh, the the drums recordings in uh, in Sweden so we went to this studio because uh, for the our first album we did all the recordings by ourselves but um, for the guitars it's 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 uh, it's okay to, to do it and to send the, the tracks to be uh, reamped in, uh, in the studio but for the, the drums uh, it's really uh, something to be done by professionals so we thought okay uh, the best is to do it also there so we went in uh, 2019 to record the drums there and then all the other uh, tracks we, we did it uh, by ourselves and we sent it all the, all the tracks
0: okay 2019 so I'm guessing the pandemic played a role in the album not being released sooner
1: yeah, that's right. We wanted to release it sooner, but uh, we could not. And I, I think it was better than you. We could spend more time on the promotional aspect and, and so on. And also, we could um, uh, did, do the this um, this deal with the InnoBoon's recordings mm-hmm. during that
0: time. So, that's Hmm. That's. Okay, so how did they get involved? So, did you record the album and then shop around? For a label?
1: Yeah, we we record it first, yeah, and then we we first uh, talked with them for um, to help us uh, in distribution of, of the album, and then uh, finally uh, they they proposed us to to take uh, all the yeah to, to take the, the the album under the, their label. Okay. It was a a, a bit of luck. Also, we our booking agent in uh, the Netherlands. He knows uh, the boss of Vinewood Productions quite well, so we could have uh, the direct contact with them uh, through him.
0: Okay. Did they hear the final product, or was it still um, not a demo at that point? Obviously, but you know what I mean. It wasn't. Was it in a final product, or was it uh, still? Yeah. Um,
1: I think at that time, um, that was still a demo. Uh, I don't think we we already had the the final tracks. But yeah, I think it was already quite uh, a a good demo uh, (laughs) with uh, quite good sounds sounds already.
0: Uh Yeah. Yeah, well, you were recording drums in Sweden, so there was Swedish air in between the microphone and the drum, so it automatically sounds better. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Now, there are a few music videos that are available from the record, so if you are tuning in right now on the website, therockmetalpodcast.ca, or you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple Music, in the show notes there's going to be some links to check out The Last Breath, Tales of My Lands, To Victory, uh, and then also as well, uh, Pierre-Ric, you wanted to chat about uh, Die or Fight. Yes, that's it. Okay, so, tell, so us, tell us about Die or Fight.
1: Yeah, Die or Fight is a, a one a short song, I would say, on the album, because we almost have only long songs. But this one is a, really a, a straightforward song with a more um, like a death metal vibe. And the, the rest of the album is more into the folk or black metal or symphonic metal. Mm-hmm. But this one is more in, in death metal with a really uh, fast rhythm uh, on the guitars and uh, this uh, kind of uh, battle atmosphere. So actually the, the song talks about, about the battle. So that's uh, that's good that the music also talks about battle. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> It helps. So it was quite
0: interesting for us to do uh, this kind of song, which we never did before. Hmm. What inspired? Since you've never done it before, what inspired you guys to do that? Did it happen naturally? Was it a challenge that you guys set for yourself? For for this song, you mean? Yes. Um. Yeah. In fact, the the,
1: the whole album uh, is, a, is a is a concept album. So uh, a story is told uh, through the the album. And at some point we had uh, to have one, one song with a, talking about a, a battle. So we thought, okay, the best would be to have something fast and uh, with the, like death metal. And so we, we tried to do it uh, like this. And um, yeah, that, that was why we, 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 we did it. Uh, we did a song like this. And in the end, it uh, turned out to be quite, quite good, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. You, when you said, in the end, and then you paused, I immediately went to Linkin Park in my head. Sorry? When, when you were saying, and then in the end, and then you paused, in, in my head, I went to Linkin Park. So I heard, in the end, uh, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. No. <laughs> I hope I didn't offend anybody with my Linkin Park impression. The Tales of My Lands. I like that title, though. Die or Fight. I don't know. It's kind of interesting, right? Like, you could fight to live another day or you're going to die. Like, those are your choices. The only way to live another day is to fight.
1: Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's what we wanted to expect with it. Of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, because I do martial arts, and it reminds me that if you're going to engage, sometimes the only way out of the situation actually is to get into it and get in Really deep. Yeah, that's it. In fact, either you
1: do nothing and you will die or you can fight and maybe you will survive. But uh-huh. That's not even true.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, those are the rules. If you're going to engage, hope that you're better than they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why you practice. So any anybody out there, you got to practice the, the deadly P word. Uh, okay. Now, twelve tracks on this beautiful album you said that because of the pandemic, you were able to uh, spend a little more time on production. What ended up happening? Did you guys refine some things? Did you add more things? What happened with the production
1: well um, no we when the well when the pandemic started uh, we we were uh, right in the the process of recording. So when uh, everybody said, "Okay, you you know you cannot see uh, people anymore," said, "Okay, this will not change anymore anything to us because we were already spending several months uh, doing all the tracks." But um, I think we it um, we could do uh, what we did. With, thanks to the pandemic, we we could double the, the guitars also. So that was something asked But by Jens Bogan to double the guitar to get more uh, a, a fat sound and so then we we had time to do it uh, thanks to the the pandemic and also we could uh, do some more uh, videos and uh, shootings and, and so on but um the music was uh, set before it so we didn't change the the songs or or improve them we could just spend more time on the on the recordings yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Okay, very cool. Was there anything else that you wanted to chat about immediately? Because we've chatted about 14th century Switzerland. We chatted about Jens Bogren. We chatted about signing to Inner Wound rec- Recordings. Uh, we chatted about Die or Fight. No, we didn't chat about it's those guitars. Are those guitars on the record, Pierre? Those guitars?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, not uh, the black one. This is my old guitar, but uh, this one is yes, of course. The, the middle one is uh, the one I use uh, every time, and the acoustic guitar is also uh, on the album, but only like 20 seconds on the song "Takes Of My Lens," uh, okay. which is a old folk song. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so that is what is that? For- is that a Jackson seven-string with a EMG 707 and a EverTune bridge and just a volume knob?
1: Yeah it's a Schechter
0: oh. guitar. Oh. I said I said Jackson is actually a Schechter. I'm sorry. Everybody out there, I'm sorry. I <laughs> apologize <laughs> Well that's cool. You can play a Schechter seven string. I've always found the neck is too big. Do you like it though? Uh, yeah I really like it.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. It's uh the, the neck is really thin and okay. uh, the thickness is is really really thin so it's really Comfortable to to play. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't really feel like a seven string, I
0: would say. Okay. They've evidently yeah. improved the techno last time I played a Sex shechter seven string had to have been at least 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I picked one up and I was like, and I put it down and then I never tried it ever okay. again. Yeah. But it's, it's also become, like, you know, when the, the seven string first started becoming popular, it was like, it was a joke. Uh, now, not so much. Now it's actually kind of a serious thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of bands uh, uses you know, uh, seven string guitars actually. Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's happening. And then now eight strings. Yeah. <laughs> you guys could do some... Yeah, sometimes e- I think
1: they could just remove the the small strings and just take a, a six string and add the the bass uh, the bass mm-hmm. string. Mm-hmm. Some bands. Only play on the, the first two strings. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Well, that's something else to consider too, right? You take the seven-string guitar set and just remove the high E, and now you have a six-string that is, unless you're really using the high E. But you know, there you go. <laughs> so that's what a thirteen to fifty-eight or fifty-nine gauge string, and you turn tune to B standard, and there you go.
1: Easy.
0: Is that what you guys are tuned to, B? Uh, in A. A, whoa! Drop A, yeah. Okay, drop A. So you're doing some drop tuning on the 7th string. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Why Last is... Year. Yeah, why is that?
1: Well, um, to go big down, mm-hmm. how you... Uh, as you can play the um, the power chords just by, uh, doing uh, the... Yeah. 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 Like, like this. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it <laughs> a lot easier.
0: It does. It does. So anybody out there who's currently judging drop tuning, goes, go away. Uh, sweet. Even Diamondback Daryl did drop tuning live because it was easier. So there.
1: Uh, yeah. Cool. Actually, there's one song I couldn't play if I was not in um, drop uh, drop A. Because already with the drop, I
0: I'm really uh, the maximum I can I can reach. So otherwise it would not be possible. Oh no! So you're doing like a minor or major seventh chord?
1: Well, I don't know the name. It oh. sounds cool, but uh, I don't know the name. It's on <laughs> peaceful soul of the dying. Okay,
0: peaceful soul of the dying. That is uh, that is fa- that's poetic. That's poetry right there.
1: Yeah, indeed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, I, I know. Uh, what is that song about, Peaceful Soul of the Dying? Is that about a fallen soldier on the battlefield? Uh,
1: yes, kind of. Uh, in fact, the, the, um, this song is uh, just before Die of Fight. It's the beginning of the battle. And uh, it was inspired by uh, a Swiss legend where uh, a Swiss guy took several spares, uh, through him, so that the army could go through the the spear, the spearman you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, so we took this uh, this legend in for this song, and in fact, the, the hero of our story is the one uh, holding the the spear and when the the guy uh, is uh taking the, the spear uh, through him, he see his eyes and he see that this guy, even if he's dying, is really peaceful. And this makes him uh, really, uh, this, uh, this shock, this is uh, shocking him. And he uh, found himself in a, in a peaceful place uh, with mountains around him and, and so on. So that's what this, this song is about. That's why he, like, see the peaceful soul of the time.
0: Right. Now, you, d- you mentioned a story and a hero. Is this just in this one song or does the whole album have a hero?
1: The the whole album is about uh, the story of a, a hero, so only this uh, this event of the story is based on a, a Swiss legend, but the the rest of the the story we we just uh, invented it. But the whole album uh, follows the the story of uh, one one warrior, yeah.
0: One warrior. So you guys could have every album just follow a different warrior. So Warrior A, and then the next album is his friend, Warrior B, who then tells the story from his perspective, and then Album 2 will be another warrior who tells the story from his perspective. So now each album you get to see the previous album from a different perspective. Um, in fact, we could... No, that's what—not
1: what we did. <laughs> the <It's laughs> last okay. album was also about the story of, of a warrior, but uh, this one is a, a different, different story. Uh-huh. But uh, last time we we talked about this this warrior, but on this album, it's really the the, the events seen by the warrior and what he feels along his his journey.
0: Okay, Gervy, yeah. sweet. All right. Well, paleek, is there anything that I missed that you wanted to chat about?
1: Um, I don't think so. I think, yeah, we talked about uh, Tales of My Lands. and this, this one we didn't talk about and this is uh this one is special because we added also backpipes tracks in the end of the song, so that makes uh, this song quite, uh, quite special. also for, for us, the first time we did, uh, we did this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: That's that's quite cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. Real bagpipes?
1: Real bagpipes,
0: yeah. Okay. Did you? I played it. Oh, you played it? You played bagpipes? Yeah, try to. Try to. All right. I I, I do. I do. I I think the good news about bagpipes is we don't ever know if anybody actually can play them. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Now, uh, Celtic instrument, right? So is that a common thing in Switzerland because of the uh, Celtic history? um I would not say
1: common. There are um, there are places in Europe where this uh, Celtic uh, culture is much more developed than in Switzerland. For example, Ireland or Brittany. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Switzerland, we also had uh, Celtic tribes at uh, the same period, but it's not really really common. We okay. see often uh, medieval uh, festivals or uh, Celtic festivals. But it's not really popular as uh, in other places in in uh, Europe, yeah.
0: okay, groovy, all right. well, I believe we've chatted about everything, pierre hi, so I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rockmodel podcast today.
1: Thank you you too.